0: Man is born free and is everywhere in chains. Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Civilization. Has it hindered or fastened our progress as human beings? I'm sure you most likely have never bothered yourself with this question. Oh well. What's up people of this weird planet called Earth? Welcome to episode 41 of HMIH podcast. Jean-Jacques Rousseau. I hope I'm saying it right. Well... I'm your humble host, Damilari Mappa. Without further ado, as YouTubers will say, let's go on yet another journey of an influential fugitive. Well, you'd understand the reason why I said that later. Jean-Jacques Rousseau. Born in Geneva on 28th June 1712. His mom, Susan, died of peripheral fever nine days after his death he was brought up by his father and paternal aunt also named susan at age five his father sold the house that the family had received from his mother's relatives after which they moved out of the upper class neighborhood they were in before and moved into a lower class neighborhood of artisans He spent a lot of time with his father reading different novels and learning so much from these experiences until his dad remarried and forgot the poor kid. Then his paternal uncle took charge of him. His uncle packed him along with his own son to a minister, imagine. Well, he was always deeply moved by the religious services for a time and dreamed of becoming a protestant minister at one time also. Oh well, I guess that was just a dream. So this followed series of other events till he found himself on his own, allegedly more or less disowned by his father and uncle. Then he started supporting himself, uh, took the job of a servant, secretary and tutor, different jobs. Sure. So at age 20, he became the lover of a woman called De Warrens, who was also intimate with the steward of a house. <laughs> Russell said he was uncomfortable and quite disturbed at the sexual aspects of their relationship but he considered her as the greatest love of his life. Hmm, interesting. Russell was quite the indifferent student. In his 20s, he studied philosophy, mathematics and music and at 25 he was blessed with a small inheritance from his late mother and he used part of it to pay his confusing LOML. The warrant for our financial support to him at age 27, he became a tutor in Lyon. Subsequently, he worked as the secretary to the French ambassador to Venice, which made him fall in love with Italian music. He quit the job after 11 months, though, because he was paid irregularly, and this made him have a profound distrust in government acts. Subsequently, Rousseau went through different stages in life he returned to Paris and became the lover of a woman called Teresa who bore him a son and probably four other children who were given to founding hospitals because he feared bringing up children in an ill-brought-up family and also because of the honor of his lover. Rousseau wrote music which was celebrated articles essays such as the discourse on the arts and sciences where he described how arts and sciences were responsible for the the degeneration of mankind who were generally good by nature in his own opinion this article won him a prize and gained him fame he then wrote his second major work the discourse on equality in 1755 when he returned to geneva He also wrote an 800-page novel of sentiment published in 1761, which was a huge success. Another work he wrote was an English translation named Of the Social Contract, Principles of Political Rights. Then he wrote Emily, or On Education, in May, which contained some chapters that Protestants and Catholics authorities took offence in. Rousseau advocated the opinion that insofar as a religion leads people to virtue, they are all equally worthy and that people should therefore conform to the religion they are brought up in. The religious indifferences caused him and his books to be banned from France and Geneva. His books were burnt and warrants were issued for his arrest, but he fled to Switzerland where he didn't really get any pity either. For more than two years, he had to hide somewhere, spending his time in reading and writing and meeting visitors also. He was treated as a fugitive just because he said his opinion and then he was also charged for blasphemy. (laughs) Even his pastors started to call him the Antichrist, imagine. People started to throw stones at him when he took walks and at his house, breaking so many things. His friends then advised him to leave the town well he wanted to still be in switzerland so he agreed to move to a tiny island but this didn't last long as he was pursued out by the senate of bern he left on 29th october 1765 and moved to strasbourg at this point i would call him a celebrity fugitive and he got invitations to stay with different personalities, but subsequently accepted that of a particular man called Hume in England, who they would subsequently quarrel due to different reasons. So a lot of events happened after this, but in my own opinion or in my own words, Rosso remained a famous fugitive, who different people wanted to host in some places and some wanted to detain in other places. In January 1760, Russell and his lover Teresa went to live in a farmhouse where he practiced his newfound love, botany, and completed what is said to have been one of the oldest autobiography ever written, named Confessions. At this time, he regretted putting his children in an orphanage. On the 10th of April 1770, Russell and his lover Teresa left for Lyon. And then they went to Paris just after that. Well, this shows how um, Rousseau was actually a nomad throughout his lifetime. Uh, that's the life of a famous fugitive in seventeen seventy two He began writing his dialogue, Rousseau, Judge of Jane Jacques," which was an attempt to reply his critics. Rousseau was such an active human and continued being active in his different fields of interests, until his health began to decline after a terrible accident in 1776. Well, after being an human development advocate, a political theorist, an economical theorist, an education and child-rearing advocate, a musician, a fugitive, allegedly the pioneer of the big French Revolution, and so much more, through his different and varying divergent ideologies and influential writings. He died on a morning where he was about to go and teach music. 2nd of July, 1778, of cerebral bleeding resulting in an apoplectic stroke. He was aged 66 after living a life of a famous fugitive. Oh well, that's it on today's episode of HMIH Podcast, guys. Well, I hope you learned something or at least the um, story was interesting. So I'll see you guys next month by God's grace. First Saturday of the month, as always. Well, except from this month where it was the second Saturday of the month. Hopefully, the rest of the year will not be like that. my <laughs> pa out.